0: everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stationery Freaks with myself, Rob Lambert, and of course...
1: Me, Helen Lazowski.
0: So Helen, uh, we run the risk actually in today's podcast of talking a lot about Stoicism, and uh, we'll explain a little bit about that in a minute, um, but one of the core philosophies of Stoicism as a philosophy is that you don't talk about it, you live and breathe the example of Stoicism. So uh, we run the risk a little bit of getting ourselves wound up here, but... <laughs> Today, we are actually going to be talking about practical implementation that you've got about creating a stationary-based guide, I guess it is, for your daughter, isn't it, on Stoicism?
1: It is. So this was a little private project that I just started doing for my teenage daughter. She's 15. And I wanted to make her... Something that contained all the things, all those phrases that mummy always says, you know, so that she's at boarding school. And when she was having a really bad day, which does happen, apparently, uh, to a 15 year old girl, if so who knew? When you're away from home and you can't just go and see your mum, what is it that you're going to do? And what I wanted to do was give her a little, you know, cheat sheet of these are the things mum would say. So you can go through. I was talking about it in passing to a mutual friend of ours, actually, Sylvia. Hi, Sylvia. About it. And she got really excited. She said, that's really good. Would you do one for me? This is really cool. Uh, But I'd not thought of it as anything other than a little support manual for my daughter. So then, you know, I thought, well, maybe it's a good thing to talk about. So that whole idea is most of the things that I say uh, are roughly loosely based in that stoic philosophy and i know you rob have built a lot of bits of your life uh doing that kind of thing too i love it i find it really helpful um being a completely not religious person it's the closest i come to you know what would so and so do is what would the stoics do
0: and i guess we'll we'll jump into i i might actually ask you a few difficult questions today helen about this but um uh, that's the stoic way really isn't it and you
1: didn't say it was going to be a test I'm not always, I'm not ready
0: for a test no it's, it won't be a test but uh, you know we'll, we'll cover that in a bit but um, the, the the sort of I guess the stoic philosophy a lot of people get confused with it and, and they assume stoicism is this sort of stiff a lip and never showing your emotions you know um, just being almost kind of like Completely neutral to absolutely everything that happens, but that's that's completely wrong, isn't it? When you really sort of dive into it,
1: yeah, and
0: absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of phrases from like Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and uh, Epictetus and various different people, um, and I guess really the question, actually, the difficult question, let's go for it straight away, is. What separates the thing that you've created from one of the many great Stoic books, like, for example, the uh, Ryan Holiday one, The Daily Stoic, which is a, a wonderful book where every day you get a different sort of Stoic exercise and idea. Um, what, what made you come up with this rather than just buying your daughter a copy of that?
1: <laughs> she'd never read that. I don't know that she'd read this. Part of this was I had one of these uh, tiny little... Um, Moleskine uh, notebooks that I picked up at a conference or got given somehow, I arrived with it free. I didn't buy it uh, because I would never buy anything this small, my handwriting's too big. And I was mulling over what to do with it. So what I thought I'd do was put in a collection of phrases to get her through this. And because I do bullet journaling, I thought what I'll do is I'll make it really colorful and different and pretty on each page. Um, and maybe use um, a Stoic phrase that I use, because I use lots and lots of... I mean, they're colloquial Stoic phrases. They're not the ones that Marcus Aurelius would say. They're probably not even the ones that Ryan Holiday would say. Um, But then what I've done on the other page is give her 35 words or whatever of an explanation of what I mean by that. So the idea was that what would mummy say this is what Mummy's saying. and I divided it up into sort of sections so when you're having a bad day here are sort of three or four things that I would always say to her for example I would always say to her look just a setback is like a game of chess it's a counter move someone's playing you at chess and when you get a setback it's because the other person's made a really great move the game's not over you just have to think about what your next move is so it's about that Kind of thing. So I give her a little phrase, and then I give her an explanation next to it.
0: And obviously, we, we we will hopefully be posting some pictures of this on the Instagram Stationery Freaks UK. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, just so you can get a sense of what this thing looks like. And and I guess come back to that point you mentioned. If you'd have just bought her a copy of the Daily Stoic, for example, or one of the many other books that are there, she wouldn't have read it. Um, what is it that makes this more readable? Is it because you've created is it because of the way that it looks is it the design you know what what kind of thing do you think it is okay pick this up
1: it's so so it's still a work in progress so saying she's picking it up regularly is not quite true um (laughs) she's agreed to take it with her when i finished it is pretty much where we're at but what i think makes it different is that it is like reading whatsapp everything is really really short she's got the attention span of a gnat So if you, more than a long sentence, and I'm lost, really. So it's really about trying to distill, give her the idea, give her the explanation. She's not going to need to read the explanation after a few times. If she reads the idea, she'll remember the circumstances under which I've said it before. So the one phrase I use over and over again with her is, okay, you've just, you know, rung me up from boarding school and told me a big heap of stuff about how bad your day was and all the things that you now can't do because such and such is not working. And my answer to her always is, what can you do? Because really, that's about where, what can you affect, separate out what you can't do, what you have no influence on, which is the weather or the fact that she caught COVID or whatever it was, and look at what you can do. So how are you gonna spend your time? You feel fine, you're in isolation. How are you gonna spend your time? What can you do? Yes, you can't go to the show at the theater that we were gonna go and see that she really wanted to see, but you can do other things. Unfortunately, the other things turned out to be watching Star Trek The Next Generation as the whole series. I'm sad to say, but that, you know, I can't, I can't do anything about choices, but I can nudge you in the right direction.
0: That's it, isn't it? That sort of element of control is a classic Stoic sort of uh, principle yeah. of thinking. And, and you, know, the, the, you know, the more I read about Stoicism, the more I try to sort of implement it and practice it day to day, the more I realize it is actually genuinely 100% about uh, behaviors, yeah. habits, practice. And you can read all the books in the world, but if you don't put it into action you know, you're you're just a very well-informed person that's not living and breathing this stuff. Do you think that she will put it into action? Do you think the shortness of it and the the way that it looks, the fact that you've crafted it, do you think she is starting to put some of that stuff into action?
1: Yeah, she does. So when I'm there, when when she's able to talk to me, um, she knows the answers. And often now she's coming back to me with, uh, here's a load of things that happened. Now I've done this and I've done this and I've done this. And what she's really asking is, what have I missed? What, you know, And and that's really nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's asking, your teenager's asking her mother for advice. Uh, That's great. (laughs) You don't want to knock that ever. But actually, what I'm really pleased to see is that she is living this herself. She's learning how to deal with the now, deal with what she can affect and put some contingencies in place and not let a setback destroy her whole day. Um, And she's becoming more resilient, which again is another really key Stoic idea, isn't it?
0: Indeed, yeah. So when did when did you first get into um, learning more about Stoicism?
1: Ah, uh, that's a good question. I'm really not sure. Not that long ago, because only a few years, because really, although I've collected these ideas through my life, I've found them by accident and not necessarily equated them with stoicism with a, a philosophy i've equated them with really useful nuggets of life advice and that's how i've collected them it's only relatively recently that as they coalesced i've kind of gone actually all the things i find most useful come from this one school of philosophy and then obviously finding with you that you were a um, big fan as well i found that was really helpful to explore that as a philosophy in real life so again the whole we, we will use his name a lot ryan holiday side of things um i was already a fan of ryan holiday so when he moved and branched into that stoicism uh, i found that that was like coming together two of my favorite things
0: yeah we worked together for a long time and i always tried to sort of practice it for you know probably about 10 years on and off um, really sort of get serious about trying to shift my own thinking and behaviors uh, maybe seven or eight years ago and, and we worked together and There were many, many times when things went wrong. I mean, let's face it, you know, going from startup to exit is never a a fun uh, journey all the time. And, you know, we always had that view that it was like, okay, this has happened. There's nothing we can do about that. What can we do? And I think that was the seed for me. And I started reading a huge amount more about people who uh, inspired me that actually had that sort of, I'm not going to say grit and resilience, because I think that masks away the world that we live in a little bit too much they had that ability to sort of pick themselves up and try yeah. again and I started reading huge amounts about you know ex-presidents and various different people and one thing that sort of started to emerge was they were all big fans of Seneca and Marcus Aurelius and I was like I've heard of these people you know I'm sure there's some sort of ancient philosophy people but the more you read the more you realize they led very effective lives very sad lives in some cases um, in a very sort of um, dangerous part of, of history, really, where your life expectancy really wasn't that great, and they still had this resilience, and that led me to uh, William Irvin's book, uh, "Good Life: A Guide to a Good Life," which is a wonderful book to get started with. And, and from there, like you, it was, you know, new book here, new book there, reading as much as possible. Um, and like you, bought pretty much every book that Ryan Holiday's ever written. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this Daily Stoic has, has been a game changer for me, really, because you know you just read one page every day and it, it gets you thinking, am I am I really in control of myself here?
1: I have to say, for me, that was with the stoicism. I mean, sliding aside from uh, the book that I've created for my daughter, um, for me, part of the really interesting bit was that sense that I had that I wasn't in control of myself. I would respond uh, angrily. I would respond uh, too quickly. I wouldn't give things uh, sufficient thought. I was, I mean, you'll know, Rob, because you've shamelessly abused it for years. I have an almost pathological inability to say no. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> you make me sound awful.
1: <laughs> hey, Helen, I've had these 47 great ideas. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm like, oh great, they sound fat uh, But but yeah, that, that thing about say no a lot is one of the things I've written in my book for Erin is because I am not good at that and actually every time you say yes you're not necessarily saying I want to do this thing or this is an important thing to me what you're doing is saying I can't think of a good reason to say no right now and Mm -hmm. I think we should default to no and not default to yes because I think we should be more intentional in what we do um, otherwise, you end up, like me, with far too many yeses in your life. And all you're doing is saying no to things you really want to do because you've said yes to things that are you are indifferent to, really. They're not the things that I really love. And that, controlling your response, is really an important thing. I mean, only you control your response. And sometimes that's the only thing you can control. You can't control anything else about the situation except how you respond to it. And that moment in time to take a breath before you say whatever it is you're going to say can sometimes change what I'm going to say. And I that one habit for me has been life-changing, and I'm still working on it. I wouldn't like to say I'm there still.
0: Yeah, I think that's the, the key, isn't it? It's a constant, ongoing project. And really, the goal of it, I think, when you read uh, around enough is, is about peace and tranquility within yourself, no matter what's happening around you. And I think that's a wonderful thing to aspire to. So um, what, what does the design of this thing, you know, this is a stationery podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, we like
0: to talk about effectiveness and efficiency and goals and all sorts of other great stuff. Do.
1: Um,
0: but it's also, you know, bound with this, this love of stationery. So go on, talk us through. What does it look like? <laughs> You've got lots of stickers and oh, colors have, and Inkjoy well, pens everywhere.
1: <laughs> do you know, I, I just like to take say here and now I have found a pen I like more than the Inkjoy. I know. Whoa, it's really? Like,
0: we, we literally closed out on a podcast where that was one
1: of your heroes. I know, right? But for the last week, I've been trying out a different pen called an Arteza. And it's, it's just nicer. It's just nicer. I don't know what to say <laughs> beyond this is my new favorite. So, yeah, sorry about that. Um, so, my, my little book, it is based, it was done really as a, kind of bullet journal so i you and i are busy (laughs) fighting with my uh aversion to instagram at the moment we get in there and we will put some pictures up of that bullet journal that i was talking about last time but this is very much based on that same idea of (laughs) stickers but but more i mostly use that washi tape and it's really about just coloring because i've said before i am really triggered by the different colors that I use. So it will help my memory. It helps me me retain information and it helps me remember stuff. uh, when I'm, I'll often close my eyes and picture the page on which that information was held. And if there's colored stickies and washi tape and whatever colored ink pens, I use a lot. um, that really helps me. So that's what this looks like. So what I have is I've divided it into sections. So I've got a section for when you're having a really bad day. Uh, One for being a little bit better every day. So, that continuous improvement idea. A reminder, uh, a section about finding joy. So, for me, one of the best things that I can do to help me stay even mooded is that even a word?
0: Even mooded, I like it. Even mooded, let's go with
1: it. Is that idea of finding that uh, poetry and beauty in everyday things? Yeah. And it's there. So, you know, looking out of my window and seeing in the depths of November roses absolutely gives me joy. It's those tiny bursts of joy during the day that help me maintain a really good mood for a whole day. And then the other section is uh, developing a resilient attitude. So those are the four sections I've got. I'm sticking a little bit on the end, which is like stoic first aid. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the quick emergency, and it's going to be like my top five or whatever things to say. Um, So, each one of those sections, um, for each double spread page, and I mean, we're talking a very tiny book here, Um, it's only probably, I don't know, 10 centimeters by seven centimeters or something like that. Mm. What's that in inches? That's probably five inches by three inches or something like that. It's not very big. So when you lay the book flat, um, what I've tended to do is put the phrase on one side and then this, uh, I want to say, (laughs) it's like tweet size. This is how many characters you get before my daughter's attention span leaves. And it's so I have the the phrase and then I have uh, this little explanation on one side. So for example, the page I've just opened here says, you are a product of your habits. Um, now I haven't written the blurb that goes with the other side of that, but it's very much a, uh, it'll say something along the lines of what you do every day is who you are, not what you say you will do every day. So that it's the action that you, that makes you who you are and not the intention. So that, and and every single page is different. It has different, uh, coloring. It has different lettering. (laughs) It has, uh, different pen colors because why not so this was done as much as an exercise for me to just find a little bit of joy in my life as it was to give my daughter something so the goal and the process of making it has been equally important uh, for me
0: we talked about journaling before we've done an episode on that yeah. and i still journal i've got moleskin and at the front of the moleskin is all sorts of other stuff which we're going to do a podcast actually about one of them um probably coming up soon um, but one part of it is just a list of quotes uh, or a list of ideas that maybe I've not quite got the quote right, but I've paraphrased it in a way that makes sense for me. And I'd say 80% of those come from I don't know, Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and various uh, sort of Stoics. But the others come from people like Alan Watts and uh, Jocko Willink, actually. Um, you either love him or you hate him uh he's the discipline equals freedom guy and he's got a very stoic phrase which i think actually beats you helen with your shortcuts it's just the word good you know? and i love the the, the simplicity of it is like you know this has happened good what can we do for, you know and it's that sort of like it's happened deal with it what can we turn it into that's actually better and positive for a different course of action and i've got all those sort of scrawled at the front of mine, but i'm actually thinking maybe i need something uh, a little bit more a bit well I say that, Helen, but you've seen my handwriting.
1: Maybe I can make you a little journal, Rob. What can I say? Yeah, I'll do one maybe. for you, one for Sylvia, and one for, for my daughter. I just a little production line going, mate. That's it.
0: That's <laughs> it. I can't draw either or colour or do anything, really. <laughs> I've
1: seen the infamous dog on a skateboard, Rob, yeah.
0: Dog on a skateboard is classic. You know I'd been <laughs> in that room if there's one on a whiteboard. Yeah, I mean, it sounds great. So what sort of uh, notebook? You said it's it's a smallish one, is it? softback you know what, what yeah yeah kind of... it's
1: a softback notebook it's moleskin it's black at the moment i was thinking about coloring it um and i've just looked on the back and it's stamped with the name of the company who very kindly gave it to me at a um at a conference <laughs> uh pre pandemic i'm sure they won't mind at all and yeah it's a custom size unfortunately so mm. it's really annoying because i tried to get more and I can't. So that's really, really irritating for me. Just companies out there, if you make, you know, don't make custom-sized notebooks for for clients if I can't get another one.
0: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's sort of field note size. I, I love the size of the field note notebooks. They, they work really well for me. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Did you, uh, when you were at school as a kid, and, and you know, I'm not going to say how old I am, but did you used to sort of take your textbooks and what have you and then put sort of wallpaper and posters and and stuff around and wrap them.
1: Sticky back plastic I have done that I have done that with joy and what helps Rob is that my mother used to be a primary school teacher so cutting out and sticking on is where (laughs) I live mate.
0: I was just thinking it sounds like you want to do the same thing to your to your daughter's thing you know.
1: So I have got some amazing like it's a very sort of oriental style, deep, deep coloured red or green colours. Washi tape and very, very wide. So with like four passes of that, I could cover the whole notebook. And, and part of me really wants to do that. Um, the other part of me thinks my daughter is less likely to pick it up if it stands out like I'd like it. And black is probably a good, good colour for the outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't have too much washi tape in her eyes, I would imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah, and too much of your mum's presence when the friends are around, you know, this notebook, let's leave it alone. But ooh, what's this bright red thing? Your mum's been here, hasn't she?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much my life. And you're right, I need to learn how to switch it off. Otherwise, uh, yeah, all the rest of the hard work will be for nothing.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit like I was talking about in the personal knowledge management episode, The the idea that my kids will see this, the notebook that I use and then yeah. rifle through and then learn a lot about life. But it's it's aimed at me and I think what you've done here is you've obviously considered the the purpose of it is to help your daughter through, you know, teenageness. Is that a word? I think we create two words today. Then, you know, the the sort of audience is your daughter, it's not you. And I think that's the the way, isn't it, of trying to interpret some of the stuff that can be a bit oriented towards adults. Yeah. In terms of thinking about life experience and some of the dramas that you've been through as you get older. Um, But then turning that into something for a kid who's still, you know, sort of fresh in their journey through life, I think is the key thing that you've done there. And like you say, it's it's probably quite therapeutic and cathartic for yourself as well.
1: I can't say as I'm not enjoying it, it's true. I wish, uh, with hindsight, now that I'm going to be taking photos of it, that I had bothered to make my handwriting nice and I had, you know thought more carefully about layout and such like I haven't done that but it's very much I've made it out of love for my daughter um in order to help her I'm sure she'll stick it at the back of her book and never ever touch it again but it's uh, been nice to have had it should anything dreadful happen to me at some point in life she's 35 she picks it up at least it's a memory of all the things her mum used to say
0: <laughs> yeah and let's face it the, the reality is if that horrible tragic thing did happen is still relevant and I think yes. that's the key bit about stoicism isn't it this sort of two three thousand year old philosophy is gathering momentum again for how practical and useful it is and I think you've created something timeless for it.
1: Yeah and I have to be honest your um, sort of book that you joke about passing on to your boys uh, is part of the inspiration for this it was like if if you know I don't know whether this was the darkest depths of the pandemic or or what but at some point I thought what during that horrible clean out that you have to have after someone passes on, mm. what would I want her to find and keep from yeah. me? And it was about having something like that. And you can't go back in time after the event, unfortunately, and fix that. So I wanted to make sure that there was something that would give her useful advice in the face Sorry of me. all the rubbish out there.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. So we're coming up on time here, Helen. So yeah. how about we leave our listeners with one book recommendation if they want to sort of, because obviously your your notebook that you've been created for your daughter isn't publicly available. No. They can't go to Amazon and buy a copy <coughs> or to stationaryfreaks.com and get a copy. Um, yeah. well, what would you suggest is a good place? Um, let's go for a book. Um, or, or a website, if you want. But where could you go to get started with this?
1: You know, I'm going to pick the um, Ryan Holiday one. Actually, uh, the, I mean, y- you probably will pick the Daily Stoic. So what I will do is say Ryan Holiday has also got a trilogy out there. That would be the obstacle is the way, ego is the enemy, and stillness is the key. And I think he's got a new one out, which means it's not a trilogy anymore. God damn it! But anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's the courage is calling, isn't it? I think he started a new trilogy.
1: So those those three books, I think, are really, really good. I would recommend, um, I don't know if they've redone the audio on it, but uh, The Obstacle is the Way. I absolutely hated the audio on it. I'm really sorry it just didn't do it for me. So uh, read them if you can, rather than audio books.
0: That's a good suggestion. I'm not going to suggest The Daily Stoic, actually, because we've already talked about that, and that is a great little book. It is. um, The one I'm actually going to suggest is How to Think Like a Roman Emperor.
1: Um, Ah. This
0: is by Donald Robertson. Um, Wonderful, wonderful guy who's um, deeply into the sort of Stoicism, CBT and various different aspects. Really, really good book because it tells stories about Marcus Aurelius as the Roman Emperor, but also then ties that to very practical exercises that people can do to uh, overcome anxiety, deal with habits, deal with fears, all sorts of different things. Um, Really good book, actually. I really enjoyed that. Lots of, you know, those books that you can almost dip the entire book in highlighter fluid. Um, just so
1: tired yeah, you know when
0: you finish you look at you go why I should have highlighted the bits I didn't want to read again you know uh, really good book I uh, really enjoyed that so helen i'm looking forward to sharing some of these pictures on the instagram channel that's instagram uh, stationery freaks uk as the handle and any final closing thoughts before we end today's podcast
1: yes i'm going to leave you with a stoic phrase from my little book but which is every person is an opportunity for kindness Oh. And that's to give or to receive. So every person you meet might want to give you kindness, and I think that we could do with lots more of that in the world.
0: We are still bewildered and bemused that listening to people ramble about stationary is. is entertaining, uh, but we are very, very grateful for it, and we absolutely love the fact that we're getting lots more interaction going. And and of course, you can get in touch with us if you wish uh, again on the Instagram, which is StationeryFreaksUK, or drop us an email at freaks at dot com and that should hopefully wing its way to either me or helen and we'll get back to you let us know what you want to hear let us know what you think of the show okay helen thanks really good enjoyed that and i look forward to speaking to you into the next podcast
1: take care bye
0: bye